What's up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund. You're watching Gratitude Unfiltered. We're live on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, and I can't talk right now. Um, this is title. I think you saw this when you guys popped up, whether you're watching on the network or you're watching social media. Um, but I know that if I don't do this, then I won't do it, and I'm just going to be a slave to my crippling thoughts. Uh, one of the things that I have made a commitment on it. If you know the history of Gratitude Unfiltered, it's about putting a spotlight on my shadow world. And it was meant to expose that. And also by exposing it and talking about it, the devil loses its power with its thoughts that it wants to feed me. How many of you out there deal with limiting beliefs? Or maybe you deal with attacks from the enemy of your past? Because you know, the devil likes to taunt you with all the old crap you did, trying to get you to go back to your old way and not your new way. Well, in my case, look, the devil attacks me just like everybody else. And is that the devil likes to attack me because what I've, <laughs> I've actually learned this, and I don't know if you can relate to it at all, but when you're out serving and you're helping people, it's really easy to be in a good mood. It's really easy because you're focused on doing the right thing. You're focused on helping people. You're not real concerned about, you know, enemy attacks. Now, one of the things that I've learned through going out and serving is that sometimes I deal with familiar spirits and I get around some of the drugs and some of the other debauchery that's going on. It can have its toll. And I think that's part of my motivation for why I'm doing what I'm doing right now, but there's gonna go into do a few, I got a few motivations. Uh, getting ready to go out and do street ministry tonight. And because I have this heaviness weighing on me right now, they have a heaviness and it's, in a, in a, and it's because my mind has just been covered with this, this just lies and deception. And sometimes like, I know some people can take their authority by casting out stuff and you know claiming jesus and this and that look the way i claim authority is by talking about stuff i talk about things that make people uncomfortable heck it makes me uncomfortable i've been waiting all day to talk about this because it's real and it sucks and i know i'm not the only one and i'm not real comfortable talking about it but i'm gonna do it anyway so those of you who know Obviously, you probably know the history, been in jail six times, was molested, blah, 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 have HIV, battled my sexuality with most of my life. Like, I was basically a drug and sex whore. That's what I was, okay? I was a drug and sex whore. It didn't matter who it was with. Frankly, if I was high, I mean, the mattress, whatever. It didn't matter. Like, it, it was something that, for whatever reason, I didn't get help when I was young, and it got worse and worse and worse. And so drugs and sex became this combination of a cocktail that consumed me for most of my life. It's brutally uncomfortable. Like, it's not fun. And one of the things that I've learned through my walk with the Lord is that it's a constant renewing your mind. And the devil can't attack me with anything that's, that's new. It can only, because he's not creative, he can only come at me with my old stuff. And the thing is, the, one of the ways that the, the enemy likes to come at me is because he can't get me when I'm awake. But one of the ways is he likes to get me in my sleep. 
and in my dreams, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but in my dreams, the, the enemy gives me, it's like, if you've ever heard of um, like night terrors, how night terrors, you actually physically feel the night terror and you, and it like takes a toll on you the same way, or have you ever had a dream that you felt was so real? Not, not just felt it, like it physically like affected you the next day. That's how my dreams have been. And the way he does it is with just these crazy, my crazy old sex life. All of the bad stuff that I was doing is how he delivers it to me in my sleep. And then instead of, instead of just being able to shake it off, it physically weighs on me. And so right now, I'm, I've been going through this battle for the last week where the devil has just started coming at me in my sleep and making me have these dreams that feel so real. They feel so real. And to the point that it just weighs on me like a dark cloud all through the next day. And I don't even know, like, it, it, and I, I haven't been able to shake it. So it's been affecting everything that I, I'm doing. Like, again, have you ever, have you, how did, have you dealt with this before? And in my case, here it is, like, again, I'm getting ready to go out and do street ministry. But then for the last week, I have been like weighed down with these horrific thoughts of my past. And, and it's not a feel sorry for me moment, but it's just that these attacks are so real. And in one of the things that, you know, sex is this thing that we, 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 it's a beautiful thing in the context of marriage. But what do you do when, what do you do when all of a sudden now you're married, but like, I'm either hypersexual or asexual because I'm trying to shut this part. Like if I like, well, I don't want those thoughts, so I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to quit thinking this way. Or if I open myself up to being aroused by my wife, then all of a sudden here comes the, the crazy dreams, the, the, the flood of, 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 of just thoughts. And like, here's the thing. Again, this is going to be uncomfortable. But like, I had sex with men. I had sex with transsexuals. I had sex with women. Like I was having sex with everything that walked virtually. And then when I turn away from that life, and I don't go back to it. I'm not abusing drugs. I'm not doing those things anymore, but I still have those thoughts. And so it's not that they've overtaken me. And now that I've gone and started acting out, it's not about that because I'm not acting out, but my thoughts and it's coming in and it's starting to affect me because I'm married. And like, what do you do? What do you do when you've got one mode and that's go? What do you do when you do everything a thousand miles an hour, everything with full intensity? Like, where do you step off the accelerator? And I'm sharing this because it's, I have to put a spotlight on this area of my life that still gets to heal and I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't have a solution here. I don't have wise words. I don't have anything other than just to verbalize the fact that I am a grown freaking man 
that either is hypersexed or asexual. And it's, and it's because I have to either switch it on or switch it off. And here's the thing. It's perfectly okay for me to go out and for me to have sex with my wife as much as I want and do all the freaking crazy stuff I want to do with her. I can do that. It's an amazing thing. However, when I get like that and I'm all about my wife, what do you do? Because it's, it's like I open myself up for that. And then all of a sudden, here comes the wave of all the other stuff. And where is that balance? And obviously, the only reason why I'm even sharing this right now, because it completely, this doesn't make me look cool. It doesn't make me look, it doesn't even make me feel good. <laughs> it doesn't, nothing about this makes me feel good. But I'm doing it because I couldn't sleep last night. And, and I just kept hearing God say, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And so, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it, even though there's no solution for it. But I have to free myself of this because it's a real thing. And, and, and like this, I don't know how many of you out there that have been sec your sexual trauma survivors or even sex addicts that have turned your life around. Like, how do you balance that? How do you balance? How do you have a healthy love life when it's perfectly okay for you to have that love life? Like, how do you do it? I personally, I don't know. I don't know how. And this, again, I get a stage. I have a ministry. I get to be this man of God and, and help people with everything I have overcome. But the truth is there's still things in my life that I haven't. And that is navigating this, navigating, overcoming and, and, and perfectly healing from sexual trauma. Do you really heal? Because every time I think I've healed from something, I get this wave of crippling thoughts that shut me down. And the reason why I shut down is because, well, if I entertain the thoughts, then I'm just going to go run off to, then all of a sudden I'm craving drugs again. Because again, I didn't have sex without drugs and I didn't do drugs without having sex. Like, and it's always been this thing. There's been no middle, there's not middle ground for me with anything. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I got to live 100% for Jesus or nothing at all. Because 99% ain't getting me there. 99% is not getting me where God has called me to be. And again, I'm not talking about this to be cool. I, I'm not talking about this to make myself feel better. I'm doing it out of obedience because that's what God told me to do. Because maybe, just maybe, there's someone out there that's and like, I love everything that the Lord has delivered me through. Like I've overcome so much. But the one way that the devil is try is always going to come at me is through my sleep. Because that's how this all started. And here's the thing. In my sleep, I'm like going with the dreams. I'm like fully embracing this in my sleep where it's physically like it's physically happening. Like I'm having sex in my sleep and acting all of this out, doing the drugs in my sleep, having the sex in my sleep. That's what it's, it's, 
that's what it's been like. And then I, it weighs on me and I wake up in the morning and I'm sitting there, I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to do my quiet time. And I've got these thoughts just coming at me in waves and, and I'm trying to take my authority and maybe I can quiet it down for a little bit, but then it creeps it back up just as strong. And the only thing that I know to do in this case is shut it down where I just don't think about anything. Like I don't lust after my wife. I don't do any of those things because here's the thing. If I lust after her, the floodgates are open and my wife's hot. Like I enjoy looking at her, <laughs> like checking her out. But when I do that, all the other stuff comes with it. So then I shut it down. And if I shut it down, what happens? Well, then I'm neglecting her. So I'm talking about this today to say one thing. Maybe, maybe that there's another person that is a, a, an evangelist, a pastor, a preacher that is struggling with this. And I would love to know, are you struggling with this? Like you don't have to announce it publicly like I'm doing right now. But again, part of me doing this is out of obedience because this is the commitment to God that I made. Like, I, don't, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about fantasizing about doing drugs and having sex because again, it's a combination of things. Like I don't want those thoughts in my head and I know you're supposed to take every thought captive and shoo them away. I've been doing it for a week, a week to the point that now it's like made my brain and everything shut down. Like my vibration, my energy, all of that is just like <clears throat> dropped. And it's affecting the people I love, like my wife. Honey, I, the fact that you're saying I love you right now, <laughs> I can see you on here. And, and you're, I know you're in the other room. You're like, what is Josh doing? Uh, he just went on live to talk about his sex and drug dreams. But this is real. And I know it makes some people so uncomfortable. Like, I get it. But this is real life. This is real. And I know I'm not the only one, and this is not the permission, I, I'm not, this is not, I'm not, there's no justifying of behavior, there's nothing, because I'm not acting on these thoughts, but it's crippling me. It's crippling me, and I don't know, like I thought my mental uniqueness was my thorn, as Paul talks about. I, is this a thorn? I don't know. Like every time I think I heal a certain part of my brain around this, every time I think I'm free to lust after my wife, I just open the floodgates for more, more of the stuff I don't want. And the fact is that Jessica loves me for all versions of me, but I'm Joshua and I'm here to serve the Lord. I'm here to do what he's called me to do. And I understand fully the, the dangers that come from the behaviors that I used to act on. I didn't get HIV from eating Cheerios. I got it from either, I, I mean, it could have been the time that I was injecting meth. It could have been from doing that and sex. I don't know. But it sure as heck didn't come from eating something healthy. Like, Again, I don't know what the point of this is other than just putting a spotlight on it because I know that if I talk about it and I put it in the light, God will do something with it. 
And that's all this is because I'm tired of, of, of keeping this for myself. And I know that I've talked about this stuff before. I know I've talked about it. But the fact is, like when we talk about things on our shows and we talk about what we've overcome, we talk about all that stuff. We talk about it like we're done with it. And I know this for a fact, the devil doesn't quit. The devil doesn't stop harassing you. The devil just doesn't say, ah, you know what? I'm going to let up for him for this this year. I, I'm not going to mess with him for the rest of this year. If the devil's ever done that for you, I don't know what to tell you. But the devil's not letting up on me. And just like the time that I wanted to kill my, the devil was giving me visions of all the ways that I was going to kill myself. That's a fun episode. <laughs> for two days, I was in bed with freaking blankets over my head going, please make it stop. 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 And all of a sudden, I heard God say, talk about it. So that's what I'm doing as I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the fact that my dreams feel like they're physical reality because it actually feels like I did the things. Like I actually, I, I, I had an out-of-body like experience slash night terror of doing meth and going to bathhouses and sleeping with random people, okay? That was like one of my last uh, dreams to the point that I woke up feeling guilty that I actually did it. Like I felt like I did it. That's how real it was. Like it physically altered me. Like I could feel the aftermath of the drugs when I woke up. I didn't do drugs. <laughs> I didn't do it. But that's how real it was. And it's just weighed on me. And I know I didn't do it. And then every time I have one of those thoughts, every time that that, that it creeps up, it 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 it, it it's something that. Like, what do you say in the moment? Do you go, oh, I'm having these horrifically lustful thoughts of doing all of these debaucherous things. No, I don't do that instinctively. Like it's, you know, you sneeze, <clears throat> bless you. No, <laughs> you have a dirty thought, <laughs> Lord, forgive me. No, not like that. I'm gonna do some shake in my head. No, release, cancel that thought. Do all of that stuff. Do all of it. And it just keeps coming back. So, I just released it. Now, God use it. I literally, last night, I laid in bed. Jessica, Jessica is asking me, are you okay? She, I went, what are you talking about? Like, she goes, your forehead. <laughs> you look like you're mad at somebody. It was because... I was trying to eliminate the thoughts that were in between my head and I didn't want to talk about them because I'm one of those people that in my past, I, I could go to an AA meeting or an NA meeting or an SA meeting or any of those meetings. Heck, the wind could blow the wrong way and all of a sudden I'm triggered. I gotta be careful about how I talk about stuff because you know what? I trigger myself. I can turn myself on so much with my thoughts that <laughs> I'm off to the races. Like it's like walking with landmines. So I'm sharing all of this because I'm being obedient. I'm sharing all of this because I sat there and I promised God, I'm looking at where I sleep right now. I promised God that I was going to talk about it. Knowing that I may look completely ridiculous. 
knowing that I may be mocked and laughed at. But when I had that conversation with God, he goes, well, you made a deal. You said, I told you, and you said you were going to do it. You would put a spotlight on your shadow worlds. There you go. And I'm releasing it because I'm praying that God will do something with it. And if it, and like, here's the thing, if it encourages anyone else out there, because I don't know if drugs and sex is your thing. I don't know how many people are out there that, that, you know, couldn't have sex without drugs and couldn't do drugs without having sex. Like, I don't know how many people were like that. And like it conditioned my brain for, I'm 41 years old. So over 25 years, like that was my life. And I'm, I'm doing this and hoping that maybe God will make sense of it and make purpose of it because I don't want it. That's not the life for me. That's not the life I want. I know what that life is like. And you know what? It was a lot of chasing dragons because, you know, for out of, I don't know, I do, I get, I get the perfect scenario one time. It would be so much fun, blah, blah, blah. Then I'd feel like crap for four days. Uh, but then uh, I'm constantly chasing this thing that never, ever really happens again. I guess that's just drugs in general. But for me, it was drugs and sex. So I don't want this. I don't need this in my life. I'm happy. My wife is hot. She's everything I've ever needed and wanted. And you, I get this, this weird thing. <laughs> like, And I'm ready to heal from it. I'm ready to be done with it. I'm ready to have this quit distracting me. And so in faith, I'm talking about this now and praying that God will use it. I'm hoping that maybe it makes sense to someone else because I, the last thing I really want to do is feel alone right now. I mean, it's one thing getting to carry the flag for sexual identity issues and <laughs> for every type of abuse. Like I get to carry the flag for a lot of people, you know, like it's, it would be quite the collection of flags that I get to carry and uh, fight and wave. But this one is not the most comfortable for me. It's a lot easier for me to say that I have HIV from doing the things that I was doing than it is for me to talk about that I struggle mentally with the sex and drug fantasies that I get when I'm sleeping that carry over to when I'm awake. And it's crippling. And I love the Lord with all my heart. I love the Lord so much that I'm talking about this because I want God to do something with it because I don't want it. I gave up my... <clears throat> I don't see my twins because I was preoccupied with pursuing sex and drug highs. And that was over 10 years ago. Like, that's what was I was doing. Like... I chose that life over my kids. I, God's restored everything in my life. I'm not freaking losing it this time. I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to beat it. And this is the only way I know how to do anything. This is the only way I know is to put a spotlight on it. And it's not the life I want. It's not the life I need. It doesn't fulfill anything. Being, getting the next fix does not solve 
anything. It doesn't fix anything. It breaks stuff. And I'm not going to destroy my walk with the Lord over past bullcrap from demons of my past. I'm not going to do it. I like to have solutions for things. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the solution. But the fact is this, that we're all on a journey. You know, those of us who've dedicated their life to serving the Lord, you know, it's we, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And this responsibility is like, well, I need to mind my P's and Q's and walk a straight path and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm about four seconds away from telling someone to go F themselves and punching somebody in the throat most of the time. And I genuinely love people. Like, I genuinely love Jesus. I, I really do. But I, I can switch like that. I, I'm curious, like, how many other people that have dedicated their life to serving the Lord? I'm curious and I'm, I'm dying to know. Do, like, do, you, do, you, do you struggle with stuff still? Like do do especially those of you that have turned your life around from like just being a deviant, like a drug addict, a sex addict, an abuser, being abused, having mental uniqueness or mental illness, all of those things. Like when you give your life to the Lord and then you all of a sudden you start preaching and you start evangelizing and you start praying over people, does do, do the attacks go away? Do you still get haunted? Is it so easy to be able to, to take your authority and kick it in the teeth and make it go away? Is it that easy? Is it? Holy crap. And so maybe it's my cross to bear. If, I'm the only, if I am the only one, if this is what this ministry gets to be, is that every time I'm attacked, I get to talk about it. If that's what it is, then so be it. I'll talk about it just so no, so someone out there knows that they're not alone and you don't have to shame yourself if you do screw up I refuse to shame myself over this and listen I was a freaking pervert <laughs> I was into some pretty freaky crap man like you we don't need to go into it like right now, the detail, because I don't want to trigger myself, because I, I would trigger myself. Who triggers himself? Like, is <laughs> who is able to trigger themselves? I, I trigger myself. If this is what this ministry is, so people know that they're not alone, because I know I'm not the only one that deals with this I mean like when I get stressed out when I get hurt like sex and drugs it comes in a care package like a cupcake like here you go you know some people like they they binge eat like me it comes at me like when people want food it's the it's drugs and sex in my sleep nonstop because that was my go-to for every escape imaginable you hurt my feelings, sex and drugs. You make me mad, sex and drugs. You make me happy, sex and drugs. And here it is, I'm stressed out, I've been mad at God. 
and then I'm getting these attacks in my sleep that feel so freaking real and they paralyze me. And it's like, this is the solution, right? This is going to make you feel better. This is the itch you want to scratch. This is the itch. Scratch it. This is how I'm going to scratch the itch now because I'm going to talk about it. So you guys know. I pray that God uses this. I mean, I hope selfishly that this helps me some because I release this crap. I don't want this. It doesn't belong to me. I have the mind of Christ, not this foolishness. It's empty. It's empty. It's empty. It's empty. It's empty. None of it is good for me. But how do I balance? How do I balance like that energy and just channel it directly at my wife and only my wife without all the weird stuff that comes along with it? Like that's what I get to figure out. Like I don't know how junkies ever go on to have a healthy relationship with sex and drugs. Well, you don't need a healthy relationship with drugs. A healthy relationship with sex. Because, again, I didn't have sex without wanting drugs, and I didn't do drugs without wanting to have sex. So, Lord, I release this. Do with it. Look, if you, ever, if you watch Gratitude Unfiltered, none of this is going to surprise you. Mike. And, and me saying that you just got to release it to someone and like you should just go talk to someone. Not, not everybody needs to go on a talk show to go announce their secrets. But for me, <laughs> that's what Gratitude Unfiltered is. Because I know that I can hide any other way. I know that I can keep secrets. I can go back to like this close to going back and living that double life again. You know, like if I, you give the devil an inch, like he's going to take a mile. So that, that old gag. So I, I pray that God uses this because I'm going to go out and do street ministry tonight. And I love the fact that I get to go do street ministry because the people that are in those streets are no different than me, except for I've committed my life. I've committed to serving the Lord every day of my life. And I'm not afraid of my testimony. I'm not afraid of what I'm going through. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of what's coming. I'm not afraid of any of it. And I may, I said when I was posting my declarations at the beginning of 2021 that I would be ruthless. I would be ballsier than ever. And uh, so I'm going to talk about it all. I mean, that hasn't really changed. But the purpose behind it is so that you know that you're not alone. And I don't think it's a great idea for necessarily for anyone to start messaging me with all of your sexual trauma stories and 
you know, all this, that, that stuff. I don't think that that's the healthiest option. Like I'm all for praying for people, but like getting the sex conversations in my DM is not really appropriate, especially with this, especially knowing again, that the wind blowing a different way is a trigger, but I'm working on this and I'm committed to healing from this. I'm committed to believing that the Lord will heal this and he will use it for good. All this stuff is real. It happens. So the point is, you can be a man of God, a woman of God. You can dedicate your life to serving the Lord. You can want to have a ministry. You know, a lot of people say no to the ministry. They say, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not the life for me. And they say it knowing that there's a calling on their life to spread the word of God. They know there's a calling on their life to spread the word of God. But they don't do it because of this thing, this, this maybe it's the, the, the lust and the sex and the drugs and like the, those temptations and that fighting and that always that concern that I may switch back. I may go back to that life. And the last thing I want to do is be a preacher that's talking about the word of God and talking about Jesus' love and all of that stuff and then have a meth relapse and go on a four-day sex a four-day sex binge with a bunch of strangers. I, I know because you know what? There's pastors that have been got, caught for that, okay? I know that there's people that have a ministry calling, but they're worried about not being perfect enough for it. Well, I hope this answers your question about being perfect because I am an evangelist. I am somebody that talks about the redemption, uh, the redemption power of the Lord. I am somebody that talks about God's grace. I am someone that talks about forgiveness and healing from your past. But I'm also going to be the one to go, yeah, I'm not that perfect either. Because I'm not. But it's not going to stop me from walk, stepping in to what I'm called to do. So maybe that's the point of this. Maybe there's someone that's watching that knows you have a ministry calling, that knows that you have a ministry inside of you, whether it's digital, whether it's a church, whether it's whatever. Or maybe you're just wanting to be more vocal about what God has done for you, but you've got this life that everyone else has seen and that, you know, like you're the partier and you like to have a good time. And, you know, like you're like, well, you don't want people to look at you like you're freaking crazy because, you know, I was just like talking about that girl's boobs with you. And now you're telling me you're a preacher. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm telling you, I know for a fact that there's other people that are behind a pulpit, other people that are evangelists that struggle with this stuff. They just don't talk about it. So I hope maybe if this was a point of this, or maybe it was just to make me feel better, I don't know what the freaking point is, but maybe the point was to give you the courage that you can step into your calling as a minister and realizing that you're not perfect and you're going to struggle. And I will tell you right now, it's a lot easier just to be honest and talk about it and just get rid of it. What are you going to do? You're going to make fun of me? What are you going to make fun of that you, have, you couldn't already? 
trust me, there's videos and photos out there somewhere that are a lot more comical than what I just talked about. So, Lord, I release this. Use it. Hi, Carla. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Carlo, I'll have a replay. <sighs> the closer we are to Jesus, the harder the devil works on you. Well, he's working overtime. I wish I could understand the healing, like the sleep thing. I've, like, having night terrors as a child and now I'm 41 years old and, and like I have these physical dreams that are carrying over to when I'm awake. It's interesting. So anyway, listen, I, I don't want to keep rambling. I don't know how to beat this in the head any more than I have already, but I pray that this, there was a point to it. I'm not trying to make myself look anything other than someone that's going is that made a commitment to putting a spotlight on my shadow world in order to help people know how to heal. Because I promise you, if you have courage about talking about this kind of stuff, there's not really much that's going to stop you. Like, there's just not much. And we've covered a lot on Gratitude Unfiltered. We've talked about it all. And I will always. So I pray that God uses it. And I hope that... Um, I hope it makes... I, I hope... I, I hope it was for you or someone you know that you can send it to so they know that they're not alone. So they know that, yeah, they can love God and they have struggles. And then, you know, because God loves you and God will forgive you. And in my case, I know that I have to talk about this stuff and share it and let God use it. It's not to win a popularity contest, that's for sure. But I'm determined to heal from this. And I believe that the Lord will heal this part of me. I believe it. And I believe the same for you if you're struggling out there. Um, Patrick says, how many of those you and I consider as heroes of the Holy Scriptures didn't face the same challenges. I find a reread of Ecclesiastes is always a sobering, encouraging kick in the nuts. <laughs> Incredibly painful and quite memorable. How best to leverage such challenges in a God-honoring fashion? Remember, again, the apostles or the epistles of Paul were the essential to building the first generation church and are significant portion of the New Testament canon. I'm quite confident that the disciples of, I don't know what the rest of that went, brother, but thank you for sharing that. Listen, I love you guys. And like, I, God's going to do, if I, I get attacked for it, if people make fun of me, if people mock me for it, people call me a pervert. Like, whatever. I did way worse <laughs> in my past before Jesus. But, but the thoughts are real and, and they are, they're affecting me. They were affecting me, and I'm releasing this. 
So God bless you. And um, don't, don't message me with your sexual confessions because like I said, the wind blowing can trigger me. So don't, but happy to pray for you. <laughs> Please pray for me. God bless. Oh, Jessica, if I were there now, I would tackle Josh and then say thank you. Now out on the streets, we shall go. <laughs> All right. Off to say hi. She wants to say hi. Oh, gosh. Hey. Do you have anything to add since you just jumped on? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got distracted. Oh. Oh, I just wanted to come show hi, you. Hi, honey. Be supportive. Thanks, baby. Mm -hmm. She jumped on the camera without anything to say. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, that was fun. I'm going to go cry in my closet. Bye.